0: Up, it's the rant. My name is Jeff Rackleb, and it is Tuesday, October 20th. And how about that Effin' Kenyon Drake, the dagger for a lot of folks? I can't get over how many fantasy uh, games were, were impacted by that final Kenyon Drake touchdown, or really by pretty much anything going on in the fourth quarter of the second game last night. That's pretty crazy. And I actually asked people to hit me up on Twitter with screen grabs, whether you won or lost by everything that went on in that game. And it's wild. Absolutely wild. So, hey, man, if you lost, you aren't alone. But if you won, go play the lottery, baby. How about it? How about it? Kenyon Drake. So we'll talk about Kenyon Drake on the show today. Well, not him, but Chase Edmonds and indirectly about Kenyon Drake, because we got to break down the waiver wire for you here as we make the turn. This is the halfway point of the fantasy football regular season, so a pivotal week here and a lot of injury information that is impacting the waiver wire. Before I do that though, let me tell you about Monkey Knife Fight, our presenting sponsor. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. monkeyknifefight.com. Hey, it's the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyNightFight.com is different than other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyNightFight.com, there's no salary caps. You don't have to play against sharks. That means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyNightFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, WNBA, esports. Fight has it all. And you know what else? MonkeyNightFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. Hey, with a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you're going to be, you know what you're going to be getting into. If I could talk, I don't know what I'm getting into. Monkeys, knives, fights, and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. And I said this on the pod yesterday. I'm going to reiterate this. If you're in a state where gambling isn't legal but DFS is and there are a lot of those states in the US and Monkey Knife Fight is available in your state, it's not gambling but it's not the traditional DFS. You know, it has some overlap with player props, so if you if you really dig player props, I mean, hey, this is a this is a no-brainer here to at least try it out, see if you like it and use that promo code rant that'll help. The podcast out big time right here. All right, so let's talk about it. Waiver wire for the week. Uh, I'll start with quarterback. And really, there's an obvious player who's fairly widely available, and I'm surprised by this. His name is Ryan Tannehill. If he's out there, I would go 10% on him. He's a rare, uh, you could probably start him the rest of the way type at quarterback, not a streamer type. So, and 10% is a lot. If I'm streaming a quarterback, I'm only going 3 to 5% because streaming can eat up your, your fab budget really quickly if you're spending too much. But look at what he's done over the last two weeks. They've been almost perfect offensively. 59.6 fantasy points. That's the most in a league over the last two weeks. And he's only 54% owned. So if he's out there in your league, pick him up. I don't think he'll be out there in two quarterback leagues, but in one quarterback leagues, he's. Like I said, fairly widely available. Now I was gonna have Andy Dalton as my number two option, but uh yeah, last night changed things a little. And I still buy on I buy in on Andy Dalton as a QB two going forward with occasional QB one value, maybe even this week against Washington. But I have this little cluster of three guys, Herbert. Wentz, and Dalton, and Dalton is at the bottom of that group, but it's all close. It's very close. Remember, you can get my waiver wire rankings over at ftnfantasy.com, but um, I'm going to go Herbert as the top option, 5% on him. I think he's a QB2+. plus. I'm not going to get too crazy. I actually had somebody call into my XM radio show and ask if they should drop Josh Allen for Justin Herbert. I was like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. That's that's a little too extreme. But Herbert should be fairly widely owned now. Now Wentz I'm going 5%. And the thing is, I love the air yards for Wentz. I love the matchup this week. If you need a streamer and Herbert's already owned, Wentz is the guy. Thursday night against the Giants. I don't care who's out there. He's gonna throw the football. You know, and, and pretty much nobody's out there. So this is like the one week where we can use him. So again, wouldn't get too crazy here. Uh, and same thing with Andy Dalton, 5% on all those guys. Uh, moving on, Tua uh, Tungavailoa, congratulations, kid. You're the starter in week eight when the Dolphins return from bye. Uh, 3% on him in one quarterback leagues. It's got to be fairly picked over in a little bit of a deeper league. But in a two quarterback league, I'd go 15 to 20% on Tua. It's, he's going to be the starter, and, and and there's no turning back now for Miami. We probably should have seen this coming, like, oh, yeah, duh, the bye week. But anyway, uh, Jimmy G, 1%, he's back in our good graces, in two quarterback leagues especially. Uh, And then Kyle Allen, uh, two quarterback leagues. He should be owned for sure in two quarterback leagues because he's done enough to at least have a little bit of a leash here as the starter in Washington. Has a good matchup this week as well. Uh, Moving on to running back. I tell you, every week on Monday, what I do is, um, you know, as I'm going through the games, I make notes on players who stand out. And then I also go and check the ownership percentage on, you know, basically every team for every player who might be available. I was really surprised to see that DeAndre Swift is out there in 25% of leagues. Now, you may be listening, you're like, Radcliffe, he's not available in my league. Okay, I get it, but I'm casting a wide net here. And either way, he should not be available in 25% of leagues. I think this is only the beginning for DeAndre Swift, so I would spend 30% on him. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, 20%. Raheem Mostert has a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out for a month. And I know there's a lot of Jamichael Hasty love out there. But I do think that it's still going to be McKinnon as that sort of RB2-ish play that we saw two weeks ago. Uh, I think it's gonna he's going to be the guy there. And Jamichael Michael Hasey, I'll talk about it in a little bit. Uh, Justin Jackson, surprisingly still widely available. And I'll tell you, here's what happens a lot of times when we reach this part of the season. What people will do on waivers when they go to make their waiver claims, don't do this, by the way, don't do this, but they'll go to make their waiver claims, and they go ESPN, Yahoo, wherever, and you know what they do? They sort by projected points, and you know what you do when you sort by projected points? You filter out everybody who's on freaking bye week, (laughs) so Justin Jackson's available in 48% of leagues. What the heck? (laughs) He's not not in any of my leagues, damn it, but uh, yeah, people overlooked him, so... um, Put twenty percent on him. He was the lead the last time we saw them. I don't know if that sticks or not, but he definitely should be owned because Austin Eckler isn't going to be back for a little while. Uh, go twelve percent on Boston Scott. Miles Sanders looks like he's only going to miss a week or two, but he's going to miss this week. So if you're desperate, Boston Scott could still be out there. And um, you know, again, solid matchup this week for the Eagles. I'm going twelve percent on J.K. Dobbins. I'll talk about Gus Edwards in a minute, but. This is the time where we cut the fa- trim the fat, baby. Get rid of it, and stack your roster, especially your bench for upside. J.K. Dobbins has that upside. Mark Ingram may play in Week Eight. They're on bye this week. It doesn't really matter to me. I want to own J.K. Dobbins at this point. Philip Lindsay, ten percent. Hey, had the opportunity with that weird week for Melvin Gordon. Ultimately, strep throat kept him out of the game. Melvin Gordon's not going to be suspended this season. I highly doubt it, but. Lindsay had a 100-yard game against the Patriots. Like that's not easy to do. If anything he's earned himself at least a, a bigger chunk of the committee and you know Melvin Gordon, I mean hey, if Melvin Gordon goes out again, Philip Lindsay's basically an RB2. 10% baby. I'll go 10% on Chase Edmonds. I I had him initially higher before the game last night but Kenyon Drake did enough for a little bit of a stay of execution here, and uh, it may be enough to keep the job outright for the rest of the season, but there is such high upside with Edmonds if something happened to Drake injury-wise. 8% on Cam Akers. As I said, I am stacking for upside. He has that upside. I don't care if he played one snap last week. Lat Murray, 7%, still pretty widely available, and so far he's seen 52 rushing attempts. That's only nine fewer than Alvin Kamara. Now, Kamara is more involved in the passing game, but still, Murray has independent value. LaMichael Pirine, 6%, trending up uh, six fewer touches than Frank Gore this past week, and they said they're going to get him more worked in. I know I don't really love Jets running backs either, but young running back upside down the stretch, even on a bad roster, somebody has to score some fantasy points, right? Somebody has to. Anyway, Uh, Damian Harris, 5%. I'm not worried about last week. He'll be the lead back going forward. Just not a lot of upside there. JD McKissick, 5%. Don't let the results fool you. Antonio Gibson is still the better player. He's the better fantasy option. They played from behind, so of course they used the passing down back, but he should be owned. Tony Pollard, 5%. Thumbelitis for Zeke on uh, Monday Night Football. I don't think that really changes things going forward, but they use they use Pollard a fair bit in this game, and I could see that happening a little bit more going forward. I'm not going to worry if I'm, I'm a Zeke owner, which I am in a couple leagues, but um, it, so it's it's more the premium handcuff value, and then plus if Zeke goes down, Pollard. I, I if Zeke was out for the rest of the season, what would Pollard be today? Fifty percent, something like that, right? So I'd rather just get ahead. You know, every week on waivers, what do we see people do? They go after the biggest names, right? but really that's not how you win the game by play, paying market value or more than market value because typically you have to overpay to get the biggest names how you win the game is being a week or two ahead you know some of the most successful fantasy seasons you know years ago the odell beckham junior breakout year in his rookie season I picked him up three weeks before that, right? I'm sure you listening right now, you might be able to go and pinpoint the years where you made a big pickup a few weeks before it happened, and then that ended up being the difference maker. I don't know if it's Tony Pollard or not, but I want to take my shot on a guy like Tony Pollard. Brian Hill, 3%. Todd Gurley just doesn't look good, does he? Zach Moss, 3%. Zach Moss didn't look good, but he's one Devin Singletary injury away from a three down roll. Gus Edwards, 2%. I know, Gus Edwards, Jeff. Gus Edwards out. Snap J.K. Dobbins, sure. Fine. I read the Roto World blurb too. But Dobbins was the better player. Go back and watch it. Higher upside option as well. But Gus should be owned in deeper leagues. 2% on Jamal Williams. Another one, just take a shot with him. Farron Jones went down. He wouldn't be a 50% ad, but he would be, a, what would he be? A 25 th- to 30% ad, right? If not even more than that. He might go for more than that in home leagues. Corey Clement, two percent. Uh, they're going to use Boston Scott more than Clement, but Clement's going to have some value. So if you're really hurting, you could potentially use him with Sanders sidelined. Jamichael Hasty, and that's that's in a deep league. Jamichael Hasty, two percent, undersized back. I know they used him a little bit more down the stretch in this this game, but. With Mostert's sideline, I do think it's McKinnon first. We also don't know what's going to happen with Jeff Wilson. We also know, you know, is Tevin is there Tevin Coleman anywhere? Is he coming back ever? So I'm not gonna get too crazy there. Benny Snell one percent. Not worried about the touchdown that he scored. This is more about just handcuffing James Conner in a good situation in that backfield. That's a potent offense. And then Geo Bernard, one percent. He. Almost equaled mix and snaps, but I'm not worried there. It's just a handcuff option for me. Moving on to wide receiver Travis Fulgham. Apparently, people didn't didn't buy in. They didn't take the cheese on it, but they should have. He's only owned at 47% of leagues. That should change. I'm going 20% on him. He is the clear top target in that offense, Uh, and I don't see that changing with Zach Ertz sideline. Alshon Jeffrey being Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun being Deshaun. I mean, he's going to keep getting targeted. Debo Samuel, fifteen percent. Surprised he's still fairly widely available, but he looked like himself, right? Six balls for sixty-six yards. Six, 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 six—the number of the beast. Week. I won't do that again. I promise. Week six gets in the zone, fifteen percent. T. Higgins, fifteen percent. Why is he only owned in forty-four percent of leagues? I don't get it. Twenty-three targets. 264 receiving yards over the last three weeks. Both of those lead the Bengals. Uh, Mike Williams, 12%. Again, people sorted and they missed Mike Williams. He's still available in 59% of leagues. He'll be a wide receiver three slash wide receiver four going forward. Tim Patrick, man, he is clearly ahead of Jerry Judy. Here's the last two weeks or last two games, I should say. Patrick, 10 catches, 15 targets, 214 yards, and a score. Jerry Judy, four catches, nine targets, 93 yards, and a score. 10% on Tim Patrick. Uh, A.J. Green, fine, whatever, 7%. He 96 yards and he catches already. Got off the snide. Henry Ruggs, another sorter that we missed if we sorted by fantasy points last week. He's still available in 44% of leagues. Massive upside. Won't see a lot of volume, but love that upside. Keelan Cole, 5%, 143 yards. But here's the thing. Don't get too crazy. Chark out, out-targeted out Cole, 14-9 to nine this past week. Brashad Perryman, 5%. Eight targets. The fantasy line didn't look good, but eight targets, 134 air yards. That's a solid number right there. i I I like the upside on the bench, especially once Darnold gets back in there under center for the Jets. Somebody's got to catch the football. Manny Sanders, more of a wide receiver four going forward. So I'll only go 5% on him because Michael Thomas will really dominate the targets. But Sanders is playing good football this year. He deserves to be on rosters. Uh, after that, I'll go 2% on Demir Bird. I'm not really buying the Pats pa- passing game, but beggars can't be choosers. And then uh, Marcus Johnson, 2%. He got called up from the practice squad, did a pretty good job. I don't know what this is going forward, though, because every week, it's a different Colts wide receiver, it feels like, you know, every stinking week. All right, moving on to tight end, Gronk, baby, Gronk. I love the fact that Gronk got out there, finally looked like vintage Gronk, five for 78 and a score. I'll go 8% on him, not going to get too crazy, but I think, you know, you're looking at front end, tight end two if not knocking on the door, tight end one territory going forward for Gronk. Hopefully this sticks though, and it's not just a one-week, one-off type thing. Uh, Trey Burton, 5%. Over the last two weeks, he's the number five fantasy tight end. I don't think that sticks going forward. I don't think he's a tight end one just yet, but he is a tight end two. Oh yeah, changing of the guard there in Indianapolis. So Trey Burton, pick him up, bro. Pick him up. Irv, Big Irv 3%. They're really starting to get him involved. Kyle Rudolph's still there, though. So that puts a damper on things in the passing game there for Irv, but don't mind it. How about this one, though? Dallas Goddard, 3%. He's not going to play this week. This is not a pickup for this week. If you need somebody this week, not Goddard. But why not get ahead of everybody? Zackert's is going to be out three to four weeks. If Goddard comes back next week, where are we ranking Goddard, right? We're ranking him like top five. I mean, I didn't do my week eight rankings yet, obviously. But that would be the scenario we were waiting for with Goddard. He was widely dropped. Hey, I dropped him in in a couple leagues because I needed the bench spots. If he's out there, instead of waiting until next week, just slide in on the cheap. There's a lot of advantage to to not focusing on the high-end guys and sliding in on the cheap and getting some of these other guys. There's a lot of advantage to him. Uh, Ferkser, I barely know her. Uh, Johnu Smith's ankle injury doesn't appear, uh, too serious, so don't go too overboard with, uh, Ferkser. Don't sort by last week's points and be like, oh my god, Ferkser's a god! No, not gonna do that. Um, hold list, cut list for you real quick, and then we'll get to streaming defenses. I'm holding Antonio Gibson. I'm not worried about last week's fantasy line. I think he still has looked pretty good this season, so I'm not worried there. I'm holding to Ernest Johnson. I know we overpaid. A lot of people overpaid for him, but he's just one Kareem Hunt injury away from a massive workload. I'm holding T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton was shadowed by William Jackson this week, so a tough matchup for him. Stay the course with him. I'm holding Juju Smith-Schuster. I know his stock is falling. I agree with that, but. There is enough meat on the bone in that offense to sustain multiple fantasy wide receivers. So hold on Juju. The cut list, Teddy Bridgewater, he gone. If you didn't, if you held on to him, this is Teddy Bridgewater. This is who he is. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he gone. He's not the starter anymore. So say lovey. Uh Mark Ingram, he's gone. It's no efficiency, no, not enough touches. He's hurt. I, I just need the, I need trim the fat, baby, trim the fat. Jerry Judy, he gone. Tim Patrick's the only wideout worth owning in Denver. Marvin Jones, he gone. Why are we holding on to Marvin Jones? Because we think that it, that big game is coming any week. And of course, once we finally all cut him, he will have four touchdowns and 180 yards. Watch, it's gonna happen. Anyway, he gone. Nikhil Harry, he gone. I mean, basically invisible this year. I don't really want any piece of that passing game in New England. All right, time for your streamers here of the week, team defense. If the Bills are available, and they are in 35% of leagues, they are the top ad of the week. They face the Jets. The Jets cannot score. The Jets are allowing three sacks per game, one takeaway per game. The Bills are going to smash. If the Bills are owned. And they are. They're fairly widely owned. I know that. So here's the thing, though. Some people dropped the Bills last week because they were facing, obviously, the Chiefs last night. So they may be out there. If they're not, go to the NFC East. (laughs) This is one of the few instances where we're going to like the NFC East this year. The Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants, they are all facing each other. And so the Eagles are in play against the Giants, Daniel Jones and company, 1.7 giveaways per game. They are averaging just 14.8 points per game. It's a good spot for the Eagles here. It's not the best defense, but remember, bad defenses trump bad offenses when it comes to fantasy football defenses. You know, that's just the, the name of the game. The Cowboys, they stink. It's a train wreck on the defensive side of the ball but they are in play against a Washington team that's allowing four sacks per game, 1.7 takeaways per game. The Giants, not a good defense, but Philly, look at their offense. Okay, let's just do the rundown here. Carson Wentz has none of his starting three wide receivers that entered the season. He has neither of his two all-world tight ends. He is going to be without his starting running back this week. He is going to be without multiple offensive linemen. I mean, basically, there's very few starters who entered the season for Philly who are actually still playing. It's crazy, or at least playing this week, I should say. It's crazy. So go after it. Uh, They're the number five fantasy matchup for defenses. Carson Wentz being sacked 4.2 times per game. That leads the league, two turnovers per per game as well. They can put up points. There is that, but you're looking at the turnovers. You're looking at the sacks with that one. So there you go. Uh, if you want the waiver wire rankings, of course, you get those over at ftnfantasy.com. Cut, cuts out some of the guesswork for you if you're trying to figure out across multiple positions who you want to pick up. Uh, so those, ftnfantasy.com, of course, use the promo code RATPACK to get yourself 10% off on a subscription. Appreciate everybody reviewing the show on iTunes. The plans are in place for a celebration for uh, 1000 Reviews. We topped the 1K mark. Super excited about that and very grateful for everybody who has reviewed the show already. If you haven't on iTunes, please do. The easiest way is if you have an iPhone, simply open up the Apple Podcast app, find my podcast, The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe, open that up and scroll to the bottom, click the stars. That's it. You're done. There are other ways to review the show, though. If you don't have an iPhone, even if you don't listen on iTunes, the iTunes reviews really help. So review, please please. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram, use the hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. And by the way, hit us up with those Kenyon Drake screen grabs if you won or lost based on Kenyon Drake. I want to see it. I do have a tweet. Just go to my my profile feed and uh, you can just respond to that tweet there with all of those pictures. Yay, Kenyon Drake. All right, tomorrow, rankings, projections, all that fun stuff on the podcast. I will catch you on the flip side. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.